0: Hello, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. This is where we sit down with some of our friends and talk about how God wants to use us to lead the women in our community to be better mothers, wives, and children of God. My name is Kelly Jordan, and I am really excited about our guest today. Joe Saxton is an author, speaker, podcast host, and leadership coach. She's dedicated her career to growing leadership teams around the world and empowering women to find their purpose in their personal lives and in leadership. In her new book, Ready to Rise, Own Your Voice, Gather Your Community, Step into Your Influence, Jo tackles the real life issues women face and to help women move beyond disempowerment and together to grow their grit. While providing meaningful wisdom from her own journey to leadership, Jo also adds stories of empowered women from the Bible. Joe lives in Minneapolis with her husband Chris and their two daughters. Joe recorded this message to Mops about a month ago and she talks about how the story you used to know has changed forever. She asks us three questions. Let's listen to Joe.
1: Hey everyone. First of all, I want to thank the Mops team for having me today and it is so good to be able to connect with you all wherever you are in the world. It's a shame we can't be face to face, but we're here now. My name is Joe. Joe Saxton. I am a Brit. I grew up in London, England. My family is Nigerian and I live in the States. There's three continents, folks, although I can't count. Um, I have... Two kids, um, they're teenagers now, two teenage girls, which is glorious. I am a speaker, I'm an author and a leadership coach, and it is a gift to be able to spend a bit of time with you and to be with the Mops community today. I was thinking of what to share as we navigate this crisis together. Um, all we have to say is 2020, and I think it'll always be defined now by this global pandemic and how it's impacted our lives and how our world isn't the same as it used to be. It reminded me of a moment, a moment um, years ago when I took my mum out for her birthday. My mum loves Chinese food, loves it. And so I got her to choose her favourite restaurant and the plan was we were gonna come to see her, she lives in London, take her out for a meal, favourite meal, I will be the perfect daughter. Or well, I'll be the daughter who took her out for dinner different standard. Um, So I remember driving around the neighborhood and the first thing that struck me, even though I'd grown up in this neighborhood, is nothing was the same anymore. Instead of the grocery store, there was an embassy. Instead of a road that went one way, it was a dead end. Instead of a shop that I used to go into, it was gone. And even my favorite fish and chip shop had disappeared, friends. Disappeared. It was devastating and I remember feeling completely confused as though the story that I used to know about where I grew up had changed forever and I couldn't understand it. I complained to my mum and said, what's happened? And her thing, and she laughed at me and she said, "Joe, it's been changing for years. It's you who, you, you left years ago. This has always been happening. But when I think of the moment we're in, as we um, begin to slowly move towards the end of this quarantine chapter and moving towards um, the reopening of our communities in certain, even small ways, I'm reminded of that moment because I remember how disorienting it was to to face a landscape that was so different to what I knew and expected and how confusing it was to be in a place where none of the maps in my mind worked (laughs) Everything was off and I I was living in a world that no longer existed. And I feel for some of us, well for all of us really, as we um, move forward into the future, the landscape has changed on account of this year. The things that were once familiar, that once felt safe, may not feel as safe. The things that once felt clear, may not be as clear. The way we did our normal life, where well, we're emerging into a new normal, a new abnormal, that is becoming our new normal. So what lessons can we take from this time? What, um, how do we begin to move forward as we are busy doing our lives? You know, um, I think all of us have been called up and in certain ways, new responsibilities, new challenges, things that did not make the job description of the jobs we have, the life we have, the women, the mothers, the daughters, the sisters, the friends we are, everything changed. So as I'm looking towards the future, I'm thinking of some questions to help me move forward, to help me not just get stuck on the past, but to begin to navigate a new way. And and I wanted to share them with you and see um, what may be helpful for you too. The first thing I'm reflecting on as, we begin to move slowly forward in this um new era is what do what do you grieve what am i grieving so my first question on moving forward for each of us or moving um is what are you grieving right now for me it was the loss of income the loss of jobs my job involves me traveling a lot for work getting on planes well that's not happened for a while and probably won't for quite a while longer um And so I've had to recalibrate my entire expectation of, well, my entire budget, what it means for my business, will my business survive. These are questions I wasn't even thinking about. They weren't even an issue. So there is a loss. And I've had to mourn the weight of that loss. I was meant to go and see my mum this year, take her out for the restaurant again. I can't go. And it's another loss. My children are encountering the loss of school as they knew it and seeing their friends and spending time with people they loved. And I can only imagine how challenging it's been for some of you. My kids are teenagers and can find the words most of the time. But our five-year-olds, our seven-year-olds, our nine-year-olds, our three-year-olds, our two-year-olds who are missing, wondering why they can't be with the people they're normally with. Grief. And what are you grieving? The loss of your job? the loss of a sense of security, the loss of community. How will you grieve? Because here's the thing with grief, it's not linear, is it? If only it had a fixed day, beginning, middle, end. But as we move forward, it's, I want you to know it's okay that grief is part of that. Some of us will be grieving the loss of loved ones. Many of us are grieving the loss of the familiar. And it's okay that even as we begin to move out of a quarantine thing, that we grieve the fact that we can maybe only meet in a group of 10 or 20 or 50. That we grieve the fact that maybe that job isn't bouncing back like we hoped it would be. That our businesses won't be the same. That the school year is still out um, (laughs) for many of us. Where will you grieve and how will you grieve? Do you need to give yourself time to walk and weep? Do you need to give yourself permission? I know you. I know you because you're like me. You take care of everybody else and you put yourself last. And then some last minute thing comes in and you still put that above you. So you're really last. And we don't always tend to our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions, our souls. But but to have the energy for the future, looking at how we grieve is gonna be an important part of that. So what are you grieving right now? That's the first question I want you to take with you as you begin to look to the future. It seems almost counterintuitive, but if we are if we are moving forward, and I'm not saying moving past grief, I'm not saying getting over grief, because these are precious things. I don't know that we get over it or whether we just move forward knowing that that's part of our story now. But if we're gonna move, grief is an integral part of that. My second question, for you as you reflect on this time and work out how you move forward, it might seem an odd one. What's been a gift in this time? Here's the truth for some of us, maybe all of us in some way or another, there have been parts of this chapter, this episode, this era, whatever weird word we're going to use, there have been parts of this that have been unexpectedly amazing. Weird but true. Now, for some of us, the grief is so devastating, we ain't even anywhere near amazing. But as I've spoken with uh, some of the women I coach, they have whispered the, I've been wanting to get off that train for a long time and I couldn't until now. I wanted to spend more time with my kids and I couldn't find a way. I've been crying out for a way for my life to be different and it's been provided for me. This whole moment gave them an opportunity that they never thought they'd ever get to have. For others, it's not been quite wholesale as that, but it's been, Hey, I got to spend more time with my loved ones, with my partner, with my kids. We're having conversations. We're eating together. We have less time and yet we're in the same place. So more snippets of time. Have there been any gifts of this time that you actually want to take with you? I mean, why not? There's been enough grief, haven't there? What good things can you take from this time? Maybe there's a different way of living. Maybe there are different, maybe there's a return to your values. What are the gifts of this time that you've discovered about yourself, about your loved ones, about the life that matters to you? And then finally, so we began with what, what are we grieving? What has been a gift? And then where have you noticed room to grow? Where have you noticed as you move towards the future, there's room to grow? Here's the thing about pressure, it brings out stuff in us, it reveals us. And maybe in this moment, the, the sheer intensity of this time has brought things to the surface in your life, like grief has brought up other griefs that are unresolved. Is room to grow for you moving towards the direction of, of a counsellor or a therapist to help you process some things? Maybe this is exposed that financially you're in a very precarious place and... Um, There are some choices that you made years ago that have really caught up with you. Maybe Room to Grow is working out what you can do towards a financial plan. Maybe Room to Grow is about your relationships, that you saw some empty spaces in your relationships. Actually, those people who you thought were friends aren't very friendly in times of crisis. You're always there for them, but they ain't there for you. And you know that because you didn't get invited to the virtual happy hour and no one sent you a text. Hmm, fine. Well, it's not fine. And maybe the way for room to grow is, it's time to grow some new relationships. Maybe the relationships are closer to home. We're actually thinking, this has exposed some things in my life at home with my partner and I, with my spouse and I, that I just, (sighs) we've got some things to deal with. There are things that have been said, things that have been done, things that have been revealed. And no, just getting back to work isn't gonna change that. We need to talk that through. Maybe there's um, other things, other things within us that it's revealed. Stuff like our own expectations. Did you think you were going to be Wonder Woman when this happened? You know, maybe you planned on losing lots of weight and, I don't know, emerging like a butterfly out of the quarantine saying, Isn't my body hot now? (laughs) Or was that just me? Or um, you thought you were going to have an exercise plan or your kids were going to be like supersonic and three grades ahead. Maybe the room to grow is to say goodbye to the perfectionism that has defined your story. Um, but there are other ways that we can grow. Maybe it's growing relationships, growing community. We've lived this isolation and it's like, it's not for me. And even the days it should be, it, it I want it to be, it shouldn't be. And so growth looks like deepening relationships. or well, maybe some of it is that we have a fresh idea of the world around us in a new way, as we've looked at the news feeds, as we've looked at how um, people have been disproportionately impacted by this experience. Maybe it's actually, this has birthed some mission in me, some ideas on how we can make the world a better place. Maybe I got more familiar with a food bank and just donated the odd thing a while ago. Now I wanna do something more. Maybe I became aware of the needs of the homeless or the victims of domestic violence. Maybe I became more aware of the most vulnerable in our society, rich or poor, but vulnerable, who needed some support and I want to make a difference now. Three questions. Three things for us to think of and ponder and my encouragement to you is to take a a little moment I know when my kids were preschoolers that moment was in the bathroom because they never left me alone um and they'd just be waiting for me when i came out but um i want to tell you that changes by the way it didn't for me <laughs> um, but i do want to uh, encourage you to take these three questions as you move forward as you look at that landscape that changing landscape what do you grieve what has been the gift and where is there room to grow i don't know what our next six months will look like I don't know anything other than I will look at vision boards very differently from this point on. But I do know this. We're still here and um, we still have our key relationships and we can begin to walk forward. The great thing about your community is that you don't even have to walk alone. Um, You can walk with the people around you. Grief, gift, growth. I offer that to you as ideas for your story forward. And once you know those areas, I wanna encourage you to make a plan. And don't make one of these plans that's so highfalutin we're never gonna get it done. Maybe it's just the next step. So if the grief and the loss is hitting you, the next step might be, I need to cry. I just need to cry and tell somebody I'm sad. If the gift is something, don't make make an institution out of it. Just say, you know what, we're gonna do that again. (laughs) I'm gonna enjoy that again. If room to growth is the room for growth is a, is a big thing for you. Just think of the next step. Your lives are busy enough. We've been, we've been running hard enough. But reflection will help us move effectively in another direction. So those are my thoughts for you. Um, wishing you all the best as we take this journey together. These are challenging times. But you know the last thing, and I think I'll leave you with as well, that I think this chapter, this painful, tragic difficult chapter has birthed in us all. I think it may have birthed some grip too. We are stronger than we thought we were because we're still here. We are um, more resilient than we thought we could be and like growth you never even see it when it's happening but um, we see its effects and I think the resilience that will have come from this time Even through the tears, even through the falling apart, even through the need for therapy and all of those things, that the resilience that helps us even make those most vulnerable decisions about our well-being will help us move forward. So keep moving forward. Keep taking steps. And let's build a new landscape together. It will be different from the old one. And there will be things that we may miss about the old way of living for years to come but I think if we can look at the talents and skills we have and learn how to build a new landscape together, then maybe we can build some beauty in it too. Thank
0: That's you, all Joe. I've got for you. Thanks we for having me and um, I hope I get to connect with we you again sometime soon. More resilient than we thought we would be. And I think we're also more creative than we've ever been. She talked about grief, gift, growth, and grit. Some great G's to consider as we move forward. You know, we have to answer these questions in our personal lives, for us as women, wives, mothers. What are we grieving? What has been a gift and where can we grow? But these are also great questions for us to consider as MOPS leaders. The landscape of MOPS has changed. Your last three and a half months of MOPS has looked different than MOPS ever has before. And I feel like we're now at a point where we have to start looking ahead to the next six months of MOPs. I've been thinking a lot about the question, what will MOPs look like in the fall? Have you, have you been wondering about the answer to that question? The only thing I know for sure is that there is not a one size fits all answer to that question. MOPs has always been a ministry that's best when it's tailored to fit your community of moms. And that is still true, but figuring out what fits for our community right now, Requires us to ask questions we've never had to ask before and no matter where you are right now in this Quarantine reopening Maybe back to normal. Maybe not spectrum now is the time to think dream pray and ask and then we can move forward If you'll give me just a few more minutes. I want you to think about Joe's 4G questions from a mops perspective. First grief. Women in your group are grieving the loss of milestone celebrations, fun, free time. Some have lost jobs or there's been a loss of life. We have to understand that and we have to fill in the gaps where we can and come alongside women in whatever they're living in. The second G was gift. From a MOPS perspective, what has been a gift? What has been a gift to you as a leader during this time? You know, I think that even though we've had to do some hard work of asking questions and sorting through options, I think just being forced to rethink MOPS in my church is a gift. What did we spend time on that now we know was just filler or fluff, what fluff do we want to keep? Because I love some good fluff, right? But what can we get rid of in order to focus our attention on the really important aspects of connection? What's been a gift? The third G was growth. What can your group do that will encourage growth? And I don't just mean size, you know, numbers of moms. I mean growth in leadership. In depth of connection in how far we reach from a mops perspective how can we grow now all of these are great questions but they're really just the starting point they're the big picture in order to really move forward we have to get really specific so for you as the leader of a mops group what does it look like to get really specific here we go You need to make an appointment with your pastor. You need to ask questions about where your church is headed and where the ministries of the church are headed. What restrictions are there in the community, in the building, in the ministries? We have a list of some specific questions for you at leaders.mops.org slash mops hyphen connects in the moving forward section. You have to ask the big question of can we meet in the building like we have before? If the answer is, No, we can't. We have some other questions that will guide you through the next step in the process. If the answer is yes, we can, great. We have a few questions to help you move on from that answer as well. You see, MOPS is here to support connection to moms, no matter what it looks like. And we have virtual ideas and hybrid meeting ideas, you know, the ones that maybe are a little virtual and a little live. We have curriculum, virtual speaker ideas, and lots of connection ideas for you. We have so many different kinds of leader training and mom support. So when you partner with MOPS, we're here to help you ask the big questions and then move forward once you have the answers. So first, you need to talk to your pastor. Second, you need to talk to the other members of your leadership team. We have to brainstorm options. Invite other leaders into the process and work together to come up with a plan A, but also a plan B and maybe even a plan C. All right. But I want to remind you of a couple things as you're thinking through your plans. If your pastor says to you, you can't meet in a big group right now. Okay. Just because you can't meet in a big group doesn't mean you can't meet at all. It's not all or nothing. So make the most of what you can do. If you can meet in person, but you've got some women who are hesitant to come for whatever reason, use Facebook Live. Live stream your in-person meetings. And then have a virtual table that these moms are assigned to so they can discuss the topic and questions together virtually while your real world tables are talking about it too. Have Facebook group meetups or Instagram meetups. Pick an article from the current MOPS magazine and encourage members to read it and then post questions to prompt discussion. Go virtual completely. Do Zoom or Google Hangouts, Skype. You have lots of web platform options that can make virtual reach. And the beauty of that is that you can expand your reach. You can invite women who normally wouldn't be able to come, either because they live too far away or maybe you have limits on childcare. Well, virtual meetings. You do have to think about the fact that there may be kids running around in the background or or pick a time that works best for most of the women who can attend, but go virtual. But along with that virtual connection, you still have to have some physical connection. Moms will engage virtually if they feel a connection to the moms that they're seeing. So spend some time on focused connection. You're going to meet with your pastor. You're going to talk to everybody on your leadership team and start brainstorming ideas and while you're doing that you're still going to connect with moms it's who we are it's what we do as leaders and Mops wants to help you do that I want you to keep a couple of things in mind number one is your church's plans to reopen are fluid and they have to take a lot of variables into consideration so stay in good communication with your church staff because it will keep you informed as to what their most current decisions are but it also allows you to show your church that you want to be part of the conversation. You want to be part of the solution to meet the needs of your community. Don't be afraid to share information with them. Tell them what moms and families are struggling with. Tell them about challenges that your church might be able to come alongside and support them in. Don't be afraid to give updates on what your group is doing and don't be afraid to ask questions. But we also have to extend a little bit of grace. That's another G. We need to extend a little bit of grace. If someone on your church staff doesn't have all the answers to your questions right now, let them know what you need, commit to pray for them and then do it. And then give them a chance to navigate the new landscape as well. The last G that Joe mentioned is the word grit. She told us that it's disorienting to face a landscape that's so new and different than what we'd expected. She said, none of the maps in my mind made sense because the landscape had changed. The things that felt safe to us, that felt clear to us, the way that we did normal things may not still feel safe or clear or normal. Now, as soon as the stay-at-home orders began to sweep, Across nations, we watched MOPs leaders, and you were the first to spring into action. Within days, MOPs meetings were transformed into these online gatherings. MOPs groups celebrated birthdays, childbirths, milestones, graduations. There were front porch deliveries and virtual dance parties and parking lot meetups. This wasn't just a couple of hundred women. We're talking tens of thousands of moms and their families you did that leader you did that how did we begin to move forward what is our next step start there what is your next step let me encourage you in this you are not alone mops is here walking beside you helping you figure out what questions to ask and then offering support as you move forward use our leader training. Use the questions and the other resources we have for you at leaders.mops.org mops hyphen connects. This is hard work, but it's good work and it's work we're all doing together. We are more creative than we've ever been. We are stronger than we thought we were and more resilient than we thought we could be. Let me pray for you, Jesus. I thank you for our friend Joe and for her wise words. I thank you for the things that we've learned, the gifts that you've given, even in the midst of a time filled with some grief and sadness, some disappointment. Give us the opportunity today to support our pastors and leaders in our churches, to extend them all of the grace that they need. Give us boldness and courage to ask the questions that we need to ask. And then give us the courage to take the next step that you show us. Thank you for going before us in Jesus' name. Amen.